Welcome to another edition of TT, and I am really thrilled to have uh, Pam Simpson with us. Welcome, Pam. Hello. It's really good to have Pam. Pam has been part of the church for a number of years and has been on the diaconate for a number of years, and we're really blessed to have her gifts, talent, and heart. Um, Pam, tell us about your family and a bit about your own professional background. Okay. Um, well, Keith and I married nearly four, 53 years ago. Um, wow. So we've, we've been married for a long time. In 1968 and then in 1970, Andrew came along and then in 72, Claire. Um, they're both married and we have five grandchildren and we're very proud of all of them. Lovely, lovely. Um, you're the safeguarding officer, one of them, aren't you, for the church? And this is a a really important role um, in terms of um, child safety and protection. But you have a background, so tell uh, in that work. Tell us about that, please. Uh, many years ago, I probably was there for about twenty-five years. I was part of the education welfare. Um, department which was basically an education social worker and the main role was to make sure that children were attending school mm. they were often not attending school for a variety of reasons it, it may have been um, there are various various issues at home it may have been uh, no school uniform no clothes mum no washing machine a, a variety and at that time we were very involved with child protection um, because we had a number of vulnerable children and where some of our families were very apprehensive of social services and social care, they were more open to us and mm. to, and we had a, a very easy way into families. We, we didn't, uh, we didn't have to make arrangements. We could just call and mm. we had a, an easy way into families. So yeah. lots of child protection issues and dealing with, some very sad families and mm. very difficult situations. Yeah. yeah. And then Girls Brigade has been something of huge significance. Tell yes. us about that. Well, I joined when I was six. Wow. Um, I finished uh, when Brigade closed, when I retired at almost 70. So a number of years, yes, I was involved. That's amazing. Wow, what a great service. and. <laughs> Lovely. Okay, and I've got four questions for you, and I'm really grateful for your time. Um, and the first question I ask every person who I'm interviewing, and we're interviewing deacons. Um, and as I said earlier, um, Pam has been... How long have you been a deacon, Pam? Well, I was a deacon for the nine years, some years ago, and then I've been... This is my third... Um, Term, yeah. Third time, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Half, yes. That's great. <laughs> Okay, so you can invite four people to dinner. It might be singularly, or it might be the whole four people around the table. Tell us who you've invited and why. Well, I've, I'm not sure they'll all come together. I'm not quite sure about that. But one of the people was is Gladys Aylwood. Um, yeah. Yeah. Some may not know her, but she was known as the small woman of China. She went to be a missionary in China. And I read her book at school and it, it made a, a real impression on me. Mm. Um, and I also saw her at the Albert Hall when I was quite young at one of the GB rallies. She was a guest of honour and, and she was just amazing in the way she spoke about her faith and her trust in God. Yeah. Um, and if I can just, I, I looked at the book again because of these questions. And one of the things she said, 
Because if God has called you to go to China or any other place, and you are sure that you are, you're sure you're in your own heart that nothing deter you. Remember, it is God who has called you. And it is the same as when he called Moses and Samuel. And she went with nothing. Mm. And she had such great trust and faith in God that I would like to speak to her and know more about that and learn a bit more from her about trusting. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful guest. Extraordinary woman, wasn't it? Because she didn't go with any backing or blessing, really. It was just God's call. Yeah. With a a few pounds in her pocket. That was all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, lovely guest. Secondly, Desmond Tutu. Oh, okay. Mainly because I read one of the most amazing books I've read about um, his. It's for, about forgiving and forgiveness, mm. and I found that a great help mm. when I was going through some difficult times in in my life. Um, and as he says. Without forgiveness, there is no future. Mm. And I I do really believe that. And I'd like to talk more with yeah. him about that book and, and his thought on forgiveness. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. And your third guest? Well, it's Michelle Barmer, but I'm not quite sure why. Other <laughs> than, I think she's quite a fascinating lady and she, she gives such inspiration to young women that they can do and be. Yeah. Whatever they want to be. Yeah. Um, other than that, I just think she must be a very interesting person mm. to be able to talk to. Have you read her book that she published? I'm reading it. I'm reading it at the moment. Okay. Yeah. 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 And there was a program, wasn't there, a few months back about her uh, when her husband had stood down, and it was. It's now her time, isn't it? In terms yes. of um, being the profile. And you're right. She's an amazing woman who has. Who's, yeah, she's a, a kind of beacon of hope for other young women um, from all sorts of sections of society. Wow, it's an interesting mix. Okay, fourth <laughs> and finally. Well, it's just my maternal grandmother. Uh-huh. Um, I was nearly 18, I think, when she died. And I hadn't appreciated until you get older what a gentle encouragement she was in my Christian life. She was she'd been a Christian for many years and she just gently encouraged. And and I'd like to ask her a few more things and mm. a few bit more about our family in the past. Yeah. Things that you don't remember to ask when you're a young person it's as you get older. And, and I'd like to talk to her about some of those things. Yeah. Wow. An inspirational quartet. Thank you <laughs> for that. Um, Second question is, uh, you know, we've been going through the global pandemic. It's been really tough, um, you know, for families, even for church. What what have you kind of gleaned in terms of your faith and how has God sustained you and kept you? What's how would you answer that? I think it's given me patience (laughs) and contentment. I as I'm one of those that always feels I have to be, no, not have to be doing, but I, I'm a doing person and mm. sometimes I don't take enough time. And I, I thought that in this situation, I'd be really down and fed up. Yes, I have fed up days. I think everybody's had fed up days. Mm. Um, but I have learned an awful lot of patience and contentment in 
not having much to do. Mm. Um, and I think God has just shown me that you can just take time to be and you mm. don't always have to be doing. Yeah. Uh, and I've really appreciated the, um, the friendship on WhatsApp groups of Christian friends. We've, we've laughed together and we've encouraged one another and we've prayed about situations for each of you know and sometimes not saying we take friends for granted but we take for granted the fact that we've all got friends that we can turn to yeah um difficult times and i've really appreciated those christian friendships um oh, over this lockdown yeah that's lovely that's really helpful for us um do you in terms of like coming out of lockdown and when the restrictions are eased, where we might not have to wear a mask. I mean, I don't know when that's going to be. Um, how are we going to come together as church, you know, and um, how do we avoid busyness and retain that sense of balance and learning to be as well as do? What are your thoughts? I'm not sure. Um, I think we will have to think carefully about how we do it because I think it's going to be difficult for lots of people mm. I think we're all going to find it quite difficult and we'll have to take it gently mm. um yeah yeah I think yeah well I think we just have to take it gently yeah. and get to know each other again yeah. and spend time with each other yeah that's helpful okay my third question uh your favorite bible text and hymn well, my favourite Bible text is, is a very simple one. Um, it's Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Um, it's not saying, you know, if you like, it's saying I'm commanding you to be mm. courageous mm. and to be strong, because wherever we go, what whatever we're doing, and in this difficult time, I think, really appreciate that wherever and whatever god is there yeah yeah there is a, a misnomer that christians shouldn't be fearful isn't there that once we yeah. have faith that oh we don't have fears but i think it's in terms of the new testament it's one of the biggest statements jesus is says fear not constantly um so that that text really infuses you with strength and courage yeah that's, yeah that's that's great. Well, I think that's really good, given your background professionally, you know, going into matters of child protection. That takes a lot of courage and sensitivity um, and in a leadership position, whether that's with the Girls Brigade or as a deacon. It does require courage, doesn't it, to to kind of you're you know, you're there to represent other people who have different views. And sometimes we can get fearful about standing up and representing and what about your hymn tell us about your hymn my hymn I will sing a wondrous story to me it's the gospel and particularly um I was lost and Jesus found me mm. that says it all and all I'm looking forward to is to sing with all his saints in glory Mm. Um, and it just it, it's just one of those hymns the words just mean so much to me yeah uh, and to me they are the gospel yeah did you have that at your baptism I don't remember having a, a hymn at my baptism no you see you're the generation that weren't given the choice probably <laughs> wrong, 
It's a long while ago. <laughs> <laughs> Who did baptise you in the church? Was Warwick it... Bailey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mr Warwick Bailey. Fantastic. Okay, and my final question uh, is you chair the Youth and Family Ministries group in, in CBC, and my first question around that is what are your aspirations for our children and young people in the coming years? Not necessarily, well, in the coming years, just in the near future. Mm -hmm. um, through this pandemic, I have felt desperately sorry for our young people and our mm -hmm. children. I think they have probably suffered as, as much as any of us. For mm -hmm. us older folk, it's not been too difficult. But our young people really have missed out on all sorts of things that won't come again for mm. them. Mm. Um, so in the short term, I just, my hope and prayer is that when we get back to whatever the, the new normal is, <laughs> that we as a church embrace those young people, that mm. they feel very cared for, very loved and very special. Yeah. And if there are issues that need to be dealt with, some of them may have some mental health issues, that we are there to support them as a church mm. um, and that they may, may feel that love and particularly that love of God and that God is with them and, and he is there for them if they make that decision. Um, but I, I just feel we have a, a responsibility to really support our mm. young people. Yeah, um, that's a really important, very important message at this time and as we, we come out of this whenever that is. Thank you. And as a deacon, what are your hopes for the future of the church? Very similar, I think. Mm -hmm. um, that when we get back to this again, whatever normal is going to be, and it's not going to be quick and it's not going to be easy, um, but we can build a strong community mm. again because we've all been off in different directions. We've not met together so that we can meet that strong community um, mm. to serve. Mm. Um, and I do believe we are called to serve and to serve with joy. Yeah. Um, and if we come together as, as a close community and we seek God's will, we will be prepared and ready to, to do what he has planned for us as, as a church, mm. That's what I feel. That's lovely. In terms of this aspect of joy, can you give me an example of what you mean by that please uh, well, joy joy in serving I, I i i'm sad if i think when i think people see sometimes serving as arduous and mm. and a burden and mm. and it's a joy to serve mm. and it's that kind of joy and not just laughter because laughter is not real joy i appreciate that but laughter in in serving too mm. That's lovely. That's lovely. Pam, you've really blessed us with this. And I'm intrigued with your guests because uh, <laughs> Desmond Tutu, you know, with the uh, Truth and Reconciliation movement was pivotal in South Africa, wasn't it? After apartheid. And uh, Gladys Elwood as uh, an inspirational um, and it fits really with your text about Joshua One being strong and courageous and that God goes with us. Um, Thank you for sharing your heart. Thank you for your passion for young people and children in the church. And thank you for all you do. It's a real blessing to talk to you like this. You take care. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.